Well, good morning. This is Corey Steiner, and I want to welcome you back to our JAG podcast for the 2018-19 school year. Today, I'm joined by two Northern Cass educators, and would you introduce yourselves, ladies, and tell us what you do at Northern Cass? My name is Sue McPherson, and I teach 6th grade uh, ELA and 6th, 7th, and 8th grade Abbott. My name is Alicia Locken, and as an educator in our building, I am the College and Career Counselor. And thank you, ladies, for joining me today. I know there was a little bit of fear and anxiety with this, but it's just going to be a great informal conversation today about what was really a cool opportunity and PD back on April 14th when Corey Martin joined us from the Bounce Back Project. Uh, Ladies, can you give me one of your big takeaways from the Bounce Back Project so we can let our listeners kind of have an idea of what was it about? What was one thing that was really cool? And Mrs. Locken, I'd like to have you start with me. Um, Corey Martin just talked a lot about how there are really easy ways to practice gratitude um, and being um, mindful of things that we are grateful for throughout the day. And so the biggest thing that I took away from it is um, when we when we think about gratitude and practicing it, it's something that's simple to do and it's, it's easy to do, but because of that, it's really easy to put off to do later. And we sometimes forget to come back and practice that. Um, so that was my biggest takeaway from his conversation. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right, Alicia. It is. It's it's easy things to do, but do you have the state with itness to make sure you keep doing it? That's a great take on that. How about you, Sue? What was your big takeaway? I feel the same way with uh, at Northern Cast. We do the greatness cards, and last year my my goal was to have a meaningful uh, greatness card for each of my students, but after listening to Corey, I feel like, why do I stop there? Why don't I celebrate um, the greatness in my colleagues and my friends and my family because they're the ones that make my job in, enjoyable or make me want to come back day after day or help me uh, get things done at home when I am at school. Very good, very good. So another part that, that Corey talked about in his conversation was something called the anatomy trust braving. Uh, the anatomy of trust and braving. So what I want to do is just talk a little bit, if you would, about those things. So Alicia, would you start and tell us what the what braving stands for and then tell us what's something you took away from that piece of his conversation. Um, so braving, um, each letter of the word braving has a different meaning. So B was boundaries. R was reliability, A was accountability, V was vault, I was integrity, N was non-judgment, and G was generosity. And I think the the one that I um, kind of honed in on the most uh, was boundaries. Um, because sometimes it's really hard to say no to students or colleagues or you know, just people that we see in a day-to-day because I, you know, naturally am a helper in my profession. And so I have to remember to respect my boundaries and not overdo it sometimes because if I'm not 100%, I'm not really actually helping anybody to begin with. Um, I'm just kind of treading water to get things accomplished. So, um, you know, being okay with saying no sometimes because you can't take on more than you can chew. I think that's a really, really good point. I think educators as a whole will do anything to give of themselves to others. And I think you make a great point that it's awesome that we give, but when we're not our full self, we're really not able to give and do what and who we are. So I think that's a, that's a really good take, Alicia. How about you, Sue? What did you take from that? 
I totally agree with what, what Alicia was saying, and accountability is the other one that I that really spoke to me. It says that you own your own mistakes, you apologize, and you make amends. And I know as in Cass, we are moving in a new direction, and a lot of it is new, and it's okay to say, oh, I um, am not really adept at um, videoing myself, or I'm not comfortable in front of a camera, so I, it's okay to say, I'm not good at this, I'm going to try, and just kind of do your best, and expect the same from the students. Very good, very good. Uh, one of the activities that Corey had us do, if you remember, ladies, was we had to write a card of gratitude to someone. Uh, I don't know if you're brave enough to do this today and because you didn't know about this, but are you willing to share who you wrote to? And you don't have to talk about the topic, uh, so I'm going to give you a few seconds to think about it because I'm going to share mine first. Uh, so I wrote mine to Jerry Chapwesky. Jerry Chapwesky was my ninth grade English teacher and basketball coach, and he left because... People didn't think he was a very good basketball coach, but uh, to this day, I am in love with the book Old Man in the Sea. Uh, he jumped up on his chair one day when I answered something correct about a conversation, and I remembered him doing that, and I thought, that guy really cares that I'm being successful. You know, and now I'm talking 25 years later, I still remember that as if it happened yesterday. You know, and I wrote that card, and I still haven't had the guts to send it. And I feel bad about that, and, I, and I'm trying to figure out in my mind why I won't do that. Uh, and maybe it's a little bit of shame or guilt that I didn't stand up for him when he was ran out of town for basketball, or if it's that I just don't know how to say thank you to someone who really changed my life. So I don't know if you guys are willing to share. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. So well, first of all, I think you should send the card because I had two. I had somebody in college, a college professor, and my uh, high school teacher. Send me a congratulation card when I got Teacher of the Year in Northern Cass, oh, and I've met a lot, so you need to send it. Okay, all right, now I have to. <laughs> uh, it's funny, kind of ironic that you bring that up because I wrote mine to Alicia, oh. and <laughs> oh, okay. because she is my go-to person here, and uh, her room was right next to mine, so in Avon, my students will ask me questions about something in college, and I'm what was that, the woo? Yep. The woo colleges, yep. and I didn't know what it was, and I was like, oh, and I pop in, and she's always willing to come in and explain things about colleges and careers, and yeah, and just at the spur of the moment, she will come in anytime I have a question, so I appreciate that, and so I wrote mine to her. Okay. Alicia, can I ask you before, if you choose to share, but how'd that make you feel when you got the card? Um, awesome. Awesome. It, it's, you know, I know that Sue and I have a, a close relationship, um, but it just kind of justifies something that you sometimes feel, but you're maybe uncertain of, and it just justifies that, like, she feels the same way I do. Um, so it, it felt great. She is always saying she's not an educator. She's a counselor, and I'm constantly telling her, no, you are just as much an ed educator as somebody who's called a teacher. She, she'll get to that, because I tell her the exact same thing, too, but, but it's good. Maybe not formally trained that way, but educates every day, so. Alicia? Mm -hmm. 
before we wrote the letters um, and it was just talking about who your 4 a.m. friends are like who are people that you could rely on in the middle of the night if something happened and it's really easy to list people that we would go and help at 4 a.m. but when we think about who could help us you know that list sometimes is a little bit shorter um, but I definitely feel like Sue is a person um, that is a 4 a.m. friend that I feel like I could reach out to if I needed her at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, and a lot of it is just because through tough times here, whether it's, you know, struggling just professionally, like how do I overcome this challenge, or tough times in my personal life, she's constantly been there. And she's somebody I can trust. I can tell her my deepest, darkest secrets, fears, you know, all of that. And I know it's between her and I. And so when I reached out to her in the letter, I, I felt like I really talked about that. Like, you're somebody who I'm not scared to be vulnerable in front of, and you're not going to, you know, judge me afterwards or, you know, share that with anybody. So, yeah. It's very cool. She gets the vault part of Bravey. It's, yeah, like, like I know like, when I tell you something, you're not going to go share it with somebody else. And that's a really powerful thing. And I always catch myself saying, now, I know you won't tell anyone this. I have to be more trusting to people that I know, like, I know you're not going to tell, and I don't have to, have to say that. So, mm -hmm. uh, a couple more things. If you remember the video for the lollipop moments. Uh, so, we had the video where the guy was standing, handing out lollipops in the line for college, and he made a joke to a young lady there who was just about ready to get away and not go to college. And he kind of changed her life, and then he went through this story about how she wrote him a letter thanking him and actually invited him to the wedding. Uh, it was a really cool thing. So I'm, I'm going to ask you guys to think, if, do you, have you ever had one of those moments? And can you give us a brief summary? And I'm, I'm going to share my mind, and I've shared it before, was with a bathroom attendant in Indianapolis. Uh, my, my moment when I just thought it's got to be a terrible job, and I had this long conversation with him, and he told me that he's the greatest bathroom attendant in the world. And I said, well, you know, how, how do you know that? And he goes, well, because I choose to be every day. And it was the first moment that, I realize you're not chosen by greatness, that you choose greatness. And I wish I could go back and find who he was to say, because that was a defining moment in my life my, when I had my kids. And that are probably the two most defining moments I've had in my life. So lollipop moments are really cool. Do, do either of you have one that you'd like to share? All of first, um, I actually just last year had a past student, graduated in 2012, um, send me a letter to the school here and just thanked me um, for all the help that I gave her while she was a student and um, that she felt like I really helped um, create her pathway. I think she created it more than she wants to take credit for, but felt like um, I had a lot of influence on what she decided to do after high school. And, um, you know, it's a student who I've kept in contact with, you know, through social media and stuff like that. Um, but it was just really powerful to get that. Ironically, I got it on a day that it was not a great day to begin with for myself. So it like it made me feel really good, and it set me up to be like even more great for that day. Um, I hold on to it. It's in my office. Like it's when you're having those struggling moments, you can go back and like look at it and be like, okay, this is why I do what I do. Um, but it was it was great to hear that from her. I didn't realize that I had that big of an impact on her. So. Um, 
you know, something we have to do. We need to send the letter. Yeah. Is basically right. Yeah, I was just saying that. Like, you gotta, yeah, you're right. Like, tell them that that was a lollipop. Yeah. And I don't think it's a one-time thing. I think you can have many lollipop <laughs> moments over your life. But, man, just tell people that. Like, you changed my life. Yeah. That's, I think that's so powerful. How about for you, Sue? Uh, anytime a student comes back after they're grown up and an adult and they come back and they, they seek you out, uh, there's been a couple where um, I see them in junior high and then they come back and they're in full uniform, army uniform or something, and they come into your room and say, is this a good moment? And they just walk over and give you a hug and it's like, it's absolutely a good moment. Uh, but the one that really sticks out was one of my first years here. Um, I was thrown into 6th, 7th, and 8th grade English, hadn't taught 7th and 8th grade. And the young man didn't uh, want to open a book. He really didn't want to hold a pencil. He didn't. And he wanted to walk out and leave every once in a while. And I said, well, I trust you that you're going to come back, so I'm just going to put you by the door. And he walked out, he'd come back, he'd go get a drink, he'd come back, I never looked for him. Um, and then he started staying after school, so I could get his, you know, so he could get his things done. Uh, I, he didn't graduate, but he went back for his GED, and I gave him some English books to read, so he could be successful there. And I ran into him one time at a restaurant, and he came over and told me he got his GED, and he... He gave me a little side hug, and uh, once he came, and then a couple years ago, he came into the school and sought me out, and just to kind of give me a hug and tell me he's doing okay. So, and I said, well, I, I knew you would be. That was back in eighth grade. Nobody, nobody acts like they did in eighth grade. So, yeah. we, we hope they don't. We certainly hope that. Okay, so the last thing I want to mention that was really powerful for me is, one, I mean, he showed us a lot of stats that prove how powerful happiness is with not only your, your mental health, but also your physical health. But one of the things that really stuck with me, and, and I'll say I'm bad at it, it was negating compliments. Uh, and, and I think of one example is, so when I get a haircut, the elementary principal in our building will always come in and say, very nice haircut, I like it. And I always make a sarcastic joke about it. The dumb one, like, no, I got them all cut around. No, I, and I, I never thought from the idea that when someone gives us a compliment and we negate it, not because we're trying to be rude, but because we don't, we want to be humble, we're actually doing damage to that person's health. Uh, I'd just like to get your thoughts on that. On you know, did, that, did that resonate with you when you heard that? Go first on this one. Uh, I, I always chalked it up to North Dakota nice. We're not supposed to say, oh, I I know, I do look good in this shirt. <laughs> you know, and it, it comes off as, to me, I, I always think, oh, I would sound arrogant or something. But just to, oh, thank you. Afterwards, if that's a little more comfortable, I think that's the way I need to go because it's not like I'm going to go, oh, yeah, I do like, this is the best hair. You know, I just, it's not my nature. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I think it's how we were raised with that North Dakota nice. That it's almost, almost on the borderline of bragging if we say anything too much. But yeah, I'm, I'm terrible that way. I will never. Yeah. yeah, I have to purposely say thank you. Yeah, and it's a fault of many on. educators. Yeah, how about you, Alicia? Yeah, I would agree. I'm really bad at taking mm -hmm. compliments as well. Um, you did it this morning. 
Somebody said I really like your shirt, and you said, but, but it was cheap, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. So, see, we're, we're, we, we, we kind of go back to our false safe and our personality a little bit with it. And, and it's been something I've really tried to be very purposeful about the last few weeks of, like, when somebody gives me a compliment, no matter what, just thank you. That really means a lot. I really appreciate that. And Alicia, you want to expand on yeah, that? Yeah, I just... I'm really bad at that. And when he brought it up, it's like you wanted to kind of like scrunch down in your chair because you're like, ooh, that's so me. Um, but I, I think there's a lot to be said to that because I know even when I've given compliments before and people try to like minimize it or try to brush it off, I'm, I'm more like, no, you're going to take my compliment, dang it, because I gave it to you. Um, so I need to be more mindful of that because, you know, they took the time to, you know, reach out to me and to give me a compliment or you know a nice um saying and i gotta learn to accept it because i would want someone to accept mine yeah we so. all do and the power was you know it was a 24 hours of power behind a compliment mm -hmm. when you give it to someone and when you accept it so uh yeah, really powerful stuff from Corey Martin. I think stuff that if we could find a way to do that and build that into our school, our culture would be great. And I think more importantly, we'd find a way to build it into our personal lives. Our relationships would be great there. So, ladies, I want to express my gratitude and thank both of you for taking a chance on something you were nervous about because you did wonderful. And it's the perfect kickoff to the Jaguar podcast for the 2018-19 school year. So thank you, ladies. Thank you.